I'm VJ Hamilton and welcome to the Autoimmune Reset, the place for you to learn how to thrive with autoimmune disease and feel empowered to take steps to transform your health to feel better than ever. You can start making changes today to improve your health. So with every episode, my mission is to share with you simple ways to up-level your diet and lifestyle with key learnings from my own journey reversing autoimmune disease and inspirational stories from those who have reset their autoimmune symptoms and are now thriving in life. I suffered from autoimmune disease for over 25 years and now I live symptom-free and I wish the same for you as well. So thank you for being here and sharing this time with me. Now let's get started. Hello and welcome to today's episode of the Autoimmune Reset Podcast. I'm your host, VJ Hamilton. I'm a nutritionist, scientist and expert in autoimmune disease. And today I'd like to discuss with you some subtle signs that your thyroid might be out of balance. Some of the possible root causes of that and also what you can do from a diet and lifestyle perspective to help with your thyroid health. I feel quite passionate about this subject because it was something that I explored for years because my thyroid results were all over the place. I went to see an endocrinologist and was eventually diagnosed with chronic fatigue syndrome, but I never got an official diagnosis about my thyroid. Through my own research and acting as my own nutritionist really, I decided that I needed to support my thyroid health. And by doing that, I saw my symptoms improved, my energy levels increase, and just generally had less of the symptoms of hypothyroidism because I was experiencing a lot of the symptoms. Now, it is that time of year where it's getting colder, but even when it's not cold, one of the main symptoms of a thyroid problem is that you feel very cold, especially in your hands and feet. That's really where I want to start the discussion today is to think about your body temperature because having persistent cold sensitivity can certainly be a sign that your thyroid is out of balance or you may not be producing the right amount of thyroid hormones. Now it gets quite complicated when it comes to the thyroid because when you go for a test with your doctors or even the tests that I perform in my clinic, they'll test for your specific thyroid hormones and sometimes your doctor won't even test for your thyroid hormones, they test for a marker called TSH. Now TSH is thyroid stimulating hormone, which is produced by the pituitary. And it's the first test that your doctors will do to test your thyroid. So I often get clients that will come to me, they've had their TSH tested, and it was in range. And the range is quite large, I would say from a medical perspective and they have been told that everything is okay with their thyroid and their symptoms relate to something else. When they come to me, they might be having those uh, symptoms of hair loss, cold sensitivity, things that we'll be going through in a moment. Then we do that further testing, so actually looking at the thyroid hormones. And the thyroid hormones are referred to as T3 and T4. And T4 is the hormone that isn't active in the body but it's often part of the medication that's normally recommended for someone with hypothyroidism so when their thyroid 
is not producing the optimal level of thyroid hormones. And that gets converted into the more active version of that hormone, which is T3. So T3 actually takes effect in the body. So T3 is almost the important one, but it gets quite complicated with testing for T3 and T4 because you need to understand whether you have something called free T3. So that's where you have the T3 active hormone that's actually doing things in the body. It's helping your body operate effectively. And we need it to be in that free form so that your body can use it. So that's what a standard thyroid panel will look into. And that's some of the testing that I do in my clinic. And I also test for thyroid autoantibodies, so testing to understand whether you have the autoimmune uh, thyroid conditions, which are Hashimoto's thyroiditis and Graves' disease. And if you would like to know more about Hashimoto's, then feel free to go back to an earlier episode where I do cover Hashimoto's in a bit more detail. But today I just wanted to talk about thyroid problems generally. I mean, it does apply to Hashimoto's as well, but just thinking about how we can develop a thyroid issue even when we're not diagnosed with Hashimoto's or even hypothyroidism. You may be diagnosed with hypothyroidism um, and given levothyroxine. And again, I have clients who have been diagnosed with hypothyroidism They don't know whether they have Hashimoto's or not. They don't know whether they have the antibodies, but they know they have hypothyroidism, but are still getting symptoms of hypothyroidism, even though they're taking medication. So again, that is something to explore. What is going on in the body? What are the TSH levels? What are the thyroid hormone levels? And that's something that can be tested. And it's a test that I also run in my clinic. But now I have a new test that I run in my clinic that can go a step further and look at other markers that relate to thyroid health, which is quite exciting. And it gives you a better picture of what is going on in the body. Another thing that can happen with thyroid health is that you can be producing the hormones. So when you test the hormone levels, everything's fine. But at the cellular level, your cells are not able to respond to that hormone. A bit like what happens with insulin resistance when we're thinking about prediabetes and diabetes and metabolic syndrome. So when we have insulin resistance at the cellular level, so we are unable to effectively manage our blood sugar, that can happen with our thyroid hormones as well. And it can happen with cortisol. So we're producing enough of those hormones but it's our cells that are not able to properly respond to them. And this is all sounding very complicated, I realise. But from a nutritionist perspective, this helps me understand what I need to do for my clients to help them feeling better. But first and foremost, I want to understand their symptoms. And that's why when I'm working with clients, I send out a fairly comprehensive questionnaire for them to complete. And it goes through different areas in the body. And I find this so interesting. I love doing functional testing because that gives me that extra insight as well. But when we're looking at specific symptoms, they can relate to certain 
nutrient deficiencies or certain conditions or certain systems in the body, for me to understand those symptoms and I can then start seeing patterns in those symptoms, it gives me a really good idea of what is going on in the body. And when it comes to hypothyroidism, even if somebody hasn't been diagnosed with hypothyroidism or Hashimoto's, but they are having symptoms of hypothyroidism, that it might be something that I explore further. And one of the symptoms that I see commonly is when a client is very sensitive to the cold, as I was talking about earlier. And it was something that I used to feel a lot. So I would go into an environment where everybody else felt warm or they were at a temperature where they felt at ease. And I would feel really cold, especially in my hands and feet. And a telltale sign of hypothyroidism, which I wasn't aware of at the time, is when we have wrinkly fingertips. So similar to what you would get if you were spending a lot of time in the bath or in warm water and well, just water generally, and you get wrinkled fingertips. That can happen in hypothyroidism as well because the circulation isn't getting to the end of the fingertip and it's it's almost like you're in that cold state already. It's just something for you to look at, especially if you are having a sensitivity to the cold. And my feet would be absolutely freezing, no matter how big the socks were that I'd put on. If my feet were out anywhere in the cold without shoes on, then they would be really cold as well. And it's just a symptom to look out for. But you want to look at it holistically, so looking at your whole body health really, to understand whether your cold sensitivity is related to that. And there's a number of reasons why hypothyroidism causes cold sensitivity. One of the reasons is because hypothyroidism is just that, it slows down your thyroid and it slows down your metabolism. And as a result of that, you actually end up generating less heat. So it's harder to stay warm, especially when we get into the winter months. The other thing that hypothyroidism can affect is your circulation. And that means that you're not able to pump the blood around your body as fast, which can lead to coldness as well. And you see that in other conditions such as Raynaud's and other conditions that are linked to circulation that there's this coldness in the extremities like the hands and feet. And another symptom of cold sensitivity can also be dry skin. So are your hands and skin generally drying out when you are in the cold? And that again can be to do with, you know, poor circulation, but it can also mean that your skin isn't able to insulate your body as much. So there are a few reasons why hypothyroidism itself can cause an issue with the cold. And it's just something to be aware of during the winter months as well. That is just one symptom on its own, but you also need to recognise other symptoms that are linked to hypothyroidism. When I was talking about the scenarios earlier where you may have had a thyroid test at your doctor's, your TSH levels are in range and you're feeling like that's not an issue anymore, it might be that you've gone to your doctor's and 
you've done a thyroid panel, but you're still having symptoms. And on top of that, you might be on medication and your thyroid levels are normal, but you're still having symptoms. There are various scenarios where you may still be having symptoms, even if from a data perspective, things seem appropriate. Um, and that's what we call subclinical hypothyroidism, where we can't, the, or a doctor can't specifically diagnose the condition, but you're still having those signs. So as well as cold sensitivity, there are certain other signs that can be linked to hypothyroidism. So again, this is what I'm looking for when I'm asking my clients to provide me with that information in the comprehensive questionnaire that I um, will give to them. So other symptoms of hypothyroidism are fatigue, also weight gain, but specifically weight gain where it's very hard to lose the weight again, or you've never put on weight before in your life and then suddenly you put on weight and you find it very difficult to lose. So that's a sign of hypothyroidism. Another sign would be hair loss. Um, and I find that the hair loss is specifically around the sides of the forehead. And also you find with hyperthyroidism and Hashimoto's that you will lose the end part of your eyebrow. So that's another sign to look out for. Because everything's slowed down, you are more prone to constipation when you have thyroid issues. And you may find that you have a lot of muscle weakness. And with hypothyroidism, from an emotional standpoint, you're more likely to feel depressed. But if you do have anxiety, you may still have hypothyroidism, even though anxiety is probably more linked to hyperthyroidism. But there are various reasons why you may be feeling anxious. And then on top of that, you may feel sluggish, you might have memory problems. And it's really looking at the full picture. And if you are ticking quite a few of these symptoms, then it might be something for you to explore further. Because as I said, once you know what is causing you to feel that way, there are things you can do with your doctor, but also things that you can do naturally with someone like me, a nutritionist, to help with your symptoms. On top of those symptoms I just mentioned, there are a few specific ones which I see coming up with clients in my clinic and may be a sign that things are a bit out of balance when it comes to your thyroid health. The first one is not only having cold sensitivity, but generally a low body temperature. So what I will ask my clients to do if I suspect this is to be taking their temperature in a morning and keeping track of that. And if they find that over a month they have, or over a couple of weeks, they have a very low temperature, they may have hypothyroidism or at least the symptoms of hypothyroidism. And it's something that I did when I was getting quite frustrated because I kept going to my endocrinologist and my doctors and they just said everything was fine with my thyroid because my thyroid hormones are at the optimal level. Uh, but when I did the temperature test, I realized that I had generally a very low temperature for an extended period of time. And that's when I acted as my own nutritionist and started working on my thyroid health. Another symptom specifically for women is heavy periods. So if you find that your periods have changed recently or you've just continually had heavy periods, it could relate to other things like um, endometriosis. There are other conditions which are linked to heavy periods, but that can be a sign of hypothyroidism as well. So these are just a couple of other symptoms that I see 
in my clinic, which might again kind of add to the picture and make me um, explore whether there is anything going on with the client's thyroid health and to look into further. A question that I get asked often around thyroid issues is the link between thyroid health and gluten. There is a link in the literature between the two and I thought it would be helpful to go through that link so you understand it because Gluten has probably got a bit of a bad reputation, to be honest. Well, not just gluten, but the gluten-free movement, which (laughs) has been going for, you know, about the last 10 years. And I am gluten-free myself, and I know that through cutting out gluten, it's made a huge difference to my own health. But we're all individuals, and it's certainly not a a blanket recommendation for everybody to go gluten-free, but it's potentially something to think about. But here is the link between gluten and thyroid health. So the first one is that celiac disease and thyroid disorders are linked. The research shows that uh, celiac disease is more likely to develop into autoimmune thyroid disease and vice versa. So somebody may be diagnosed with celiac disease when they're in their 20s and then develop Hashimoto's at a later point. But it's specifically related to the autoimmune type of thyroid issues rather than just having hypothyroidism. There is also a concept called non-celiac gluten sensitivity, which I've spoken about before on the podcast. And that's where you still have an immune response to gluten, but it's not in the same way as you do when you have celiac disease. But they have found in some studies that those with this non-celiac gluten sensitivity find that by removing gluten, they see improvements in their thyroid antibody levels. And I have been working with a couple of clients recently who had um, high antibodies, and by taking gluten out of the diet, they have seen those come down, and they've seen improvements in their symptoms as well. The other thing is that gluten can promote leaky gut syndrome. From an autoimmune perspective, we know that leaky gut syndrome can accelerate symptoms of autoimmunity. This relates more to Hashimoto's and when autoimmunity is at the heart of it, that it can cause symptoms to worsen. But gluten generally, if it is having that effect on the body and promoting autoimmunity, whether it's caused by celiac disease, non-celiac gluten sensitivity, or the fact that it promotes leaky gut syndrome, it can have a knock-on effect and cause the absorption of nutrients in the gut to be affected, which means that it can lead to nutrient deficiencies. And the thyroid hormones and the production of the thyroid hormones and the conversion of T4 to that active T3 are reliant on so many vitamins and minerals. And when we don't have enough of those in the body, that can affect our thyroid function as well. Now, there are lots of things to think about when it comes to thyroid health. There are many things you can do and understanding what is at the root of your thyroid condition in the first place is absolutely essential. I feel like this is getting missed a lot when it comes to an individual's health. As I said, I've seen it in my clients and I believe it was an issue for me as well and it was just overlooked. And I think that's because there are so many different factors at play. And as I said, it can be not just to do with the amount of thyroid hormones that you're producing, but how effectively your cells are able to respond to those hormones. So there's lots of things to consider. But when I'm working with clients who have hypothyroidism or having a lot of thyroid symptoms, then there 
there are various things that I will explore. And first would be to look at nutrients and to make sure that my client is eating a nutrient-dense diet. So it's just worth reviewing your own diet and making sure that you are eating those nutrient-dense foods such as lean meats, lean organic meats, even bringing in some organ meat and game if you're able to eat that and if you like that. Um, Making sure that you have oily fish, those omega-3s, you can bring in some seaweeds, making sure you're eating a variety of plant-based foods such as lots of green leafy vegetables, um, lots of colourful fruits and vegetables as I talk about a lot on this podcast and then you can also bring in if you're able to tolerate them lots of seeds such as chia seeds and flax seeds you can bring in activated nuts are a really great source of nutrients and you can also add in seafood and there are some healthy grains like quinoa and wild rice have a look at your diet at the moment and if you would say it isn't that nutrient dense at the moment it's certainly worth reflecting on and making sure you're bringing in those nutrients because as I said the thyroid needs a lot of nutrients to thrive so it's an easy win if that's at the heart of your hypothyroid symptoms. As part of that you also need to review your own digestive health and making sure you're eating foods to promote a healthy digestion. That's where I think a stool test can be extremely helpful because it can give you that insight into what's going on in the gut because obviously if you're not absorbing those vitamins and minerals then regardless of how much you're eating you're probably still going to be nutrient deficient. So that is certainly an area that can be looked into as well especially if you are having digestive symptoms such as bloating, pain, any constipation patient as I mentioned earlier anything that's going on with the digestion then it may need that extra level of support thyroid hormones are very much interlinked with your stress hormone cortisol so if you are in more of a stress state then that can lead to symptoms of hypothyroidism this is where really focusing on how you are spending your time how you're spending each day and how you are feeling each day and not just about what am I doing and what what are my plans for the day but how are you feeling throughout your day sometimes I'm working with clients who have quite a high baseline to stress so they don't feel stressed and that's certainly where I used to come from I used to get asked if I was stressed and I would say no I'm absolutely fine and from the outside I wouldn't look stressed at all but inside I was extremely stressed had a lot of anxiety and so you can sometimes feel like you're not that stressed when you actually are that's worth reflecting on and just have a review of how you're spending your time and making sure that you are doing things in your day that you enjoy doing, you feel passionately about and bring you a lot of joy because oxytocin is such a good antidote to the stress hormone cortisol. So if you have pets, spend time petting them and loving them. Having skin-to-skin contact is so important, whether it's with your partner or your children or your parents you know there's nothing better than giving somebody a hug um well as long as it's somebody that you know yeah that's just a really great way to help bring down stress in the body there's also lots of stress uh, management practices that you can do such as meditation walking out in nature journaling these are some of the ones that i really like singing is also a great one listening to music music as therapy So having a think about all these different things that you can start bringing into your life. There's various things to consider with thyroid health. One of the areas that 
is a little bit more complicated and certainly have a look into some earlier episodes if you want to understand this a little bit better but toxins play into the thyroid as well and they can affect thyroid function so pesticides plastics heavy metals like mercury cadmium lead all these different toxins can affect our thyroid function and there are various functional tests that you can do to provide insight into any toxicity in your body and feel free to reach out if you want to learn more about that but that's going at an almost deeper level and I will always start with gut health, nutrient deficiency, cellular health, stress management and if those factors aren't working then we have to go one layer in and think about is there any toxicity here that needs to be dealt with and there are various things that you can do naturally to help if you do have any toxicity in the body and I do various protocols to help clients to work on heavy metals, to work on mold toxicity, to work on um, high viral load, to bring that down in the body and that can really help with your thyroid function too, as well as bringing in the nutrients that are needed for thyroid health and to help with digestive health. It really is all interlinked when it comes to your health, so it's never one thing. First, identifying the symptoms is going to be one of the most effective things that you can do to understand what might be at the root cause of your symptoms, and then finding ways through diet and lifestyle that can help to optimize your health, but also address those root causes. If you are experiencing any symptoms of hypothyroidism and would like further advice, from me then feel free to reach out to me on Instagram my Instagram account is at the autoimmunity nutritionist I also have a free Facebook group the autoimmunity community so you can pop over there and I'm sharing lots of tips and recipes and other information with you which is beneficial for autoimmune disease but also relates to some of the other systems that I've spoken about on the podcast today including your thyroid function. If not have a fantastic rest of your day and I will be in touch soon. Thanks so much. Thank you very much for joining me today on the Autoimmune Reset. I really hope you enjoyed the discussion and be sure to subscribe to the podcast so that you never miss an episode. And if you liked it, I would hugely appreciate a review on iTunes as it helps me understand what you like about the podcast and to help share the information with more people. I'm excited to speak to you next time. And remember, you have the power to take the reins on your health. So keep the faith and celebrate the small wins. Until next time.